Attorney General Bill Barr is going to make Sleepy Creepy Joe's life a little bit miserable. The left might be losing an American hero, and let's point out the hypocrisy of leftist logic. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Here we go. Let's go. Ah, there's some great things coming up. Uh, apparently, CNN has discovered that China probably lied about COVID-19. Remember that bullshit that they were talking about that the uh, when Trump called it the China virus, I called it the Wuhan flu, everything, and it was all considered racist to do something like that? Yeah, well, guess what? Um, they found out, yeah, it's the Wuhan flu. It is the China virus. And CNN, who had some reason, for some reason, gotten the information, <coughs> had to publish it. They didn't really have a choice. You know, they're brothers in China. They couldn't protect them anymore. And it was reported. I'm still going over the uh, articles. I'm gonna, I'll have them done for you tomorrow. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, another big piece of news that no one seems to give a shit about is the investigation into Crossfire Hurricane. Attorney General William Barr has now appointed U.S. Attorney John Durham to be a special counsel. This is really important because it gives Durham that extra protection he needs to continue the investigation even if there's a transition. We're going to talk about why in a few minutes. Barr is going to make it really hard for uh, uh, Sleepy Creepy Joe to get rid of John Durham. So this is actually really awesome. Um, but that doesn't mean that Biden won't get rid of Durham. So this is what Barr said, quote, although I had expected Mr. Durham to complete his work by the summer of 2020, the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as additional, as well as additional information he uncovered prevented him from doing so. In advance of the presidential election, I decided to appoint Mr. Durham as a special counsel to provide him and his team with the assurance that they could complete their work without regard to the outcome of the election. Now, Catherine Herridge of CBS News, she got the information and she tweeted, quote, Special Counsel Durham's scope is broad and encompasses recently declassified documents. This may set up an interesting dynamic with the nexus to then-VP Biden, you'd think. Declassified records include unmasking of General Flynn and the January 2017 White House meeting where, according to notes, VP raised the Logan Act. And the Logan Act is against um, uh, Mike Flynn, and it involved him talking to the Russians, telling him, telling the Russians to wait until Trump took over, and that's where all that thing goes. Uh, this is a good thing, sort of. I think the investigation needs to continue because I think that this investigation is really going to show you where the you're going to show us the swamp. Um, I also think because I, I also think that Sleepy Creepy Joe is not going to be happy about it at all especially since he was directly involved in the unmasking of Michael Flynn and probably was involved in spying on the Trump campaign. This could also bring up a whole lot of stuff Biden is not going to want to deal with, such as the Steele dossier, where that came from, the involvement of the Obama administration in Russia and Ukraine, 
and we already know that Biden was heavily involved in the Ukraine, and possible perjury charges for CIA Director John Brennan, um, Assistant Deputy Director of the um, of the FBI Peter Stork, Director of the FBI Jim Comey, and Assistant uh, FBI Director Andrew McCabe. This is not the way that Biden wanted to start his presidency. This is going to be very difficult. Now, maybe the left is happy about it because, hey, if we can impeach Joe Biden, we can get him out earlier. But I I don't think this stuff is going to come out. I'm hoping it comes out before President Trump actually leaves the White House, if he has to leave the White House. Biden does only have one option (laughs) when it comes to an appointment of a special counsel. He can hire a new attorney (coughs) general, wait till that attorney general gets confirmed, which is going to take some time, and then have that attorney general fire Durham and end the investigation. This would look really bad on Biden. It'll look like that Biden is hiding something. You remember um, Bill Barr and... uh, wanted to fire uh, Robert Mueller, but he didn't, and Trump didn't. They could have fired Robert Mueller. No, they didn't because that would have been a completely different scandal, and they didn't. Well, if Joe Biden fires John Durham, that's going to be a hell of a scandal, even though the media... Except it'll be a scandal with the conservative counterculture. The legacy media will ignore anything that Biden does. He So if he fires a special counsel or he gets a special counsel fired, and we know he's really good at firing um, uh, lawyers, we may never know about it. Well, we'll know about it because we listen to real news, but most people will not know about it. Now, here's the thing. How do we know that this is big news and that the legacy media will cover for Biden? Um, Well, this is pretty serious news. Barr believes this investigation is going somewhere and is afraid the Biden administration will scrap it. That's why he made him a special counsel instead of just an investigator. As information comes out, people are going to get thrown under the bus, including, including Biden and probably a bunch of his staff since they were all part of the Obama administration. But even though this is pretty big news, ABC, CBS, and MSNBC, or NBC, all ignored the story. So when Robert Mueller was made into a special counsel, we heard about this for three years? Two years? Now, William Barr makes Durham a special counsel, and it's just mentioned by CNN and MSNBC. But here's the one thing I will tell you. Biden is not going to be able to say he has a, a scandal, in a, does, does not have any scandals in his presidency if he gets Durham fired via the, his new attorney general. This will be the first big scandal, and this is something that the that the conservative base is going to bring up and start questioning. This is not going to go away for him. So, again, remember I told you if Biden wins, this could be a very interesting presidency. 
Yeah, it's getting interesting. I have never agreed with Barack Obama. I think he's an idiot. I think he's arrogant as all sin. I think if you just listen to him, you can hear it out of him. Um, but he said something that was very interesting. On a podcast called Good Luck America, hosted by uh, Peter Hambly, um, Barack Obama was asked an interesting question. If you're, quote, if you're a young activist today and you believe really passionately in a slogan like defund the police, what is your advice to that activist? Knowing that a lot of politicians won't go near that phrase, even if the nuts and bolts of the idea might be popular. <coughs> so Obama gave an answer, and of course it was a long-winded answer. It was very arrogant. He said, quote, if you believe as I do that we should be able to reform the criminal justice system so that it's not biased and treats everybody fairly, I guess you can use a snappy slogan like defund the police. But, you know, you get lost you lost a big audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less likely that you're going to to get the changes you want. But if you instead say, hey, you know what? Let's reform the police department so that everybody being treated on everybody is treated fairly and not just poli in policing, but in sentencing. How can we divert young people from getting into crime? And if there was a homeless guy, can maybe we send him send a mental health worker instead of an armed unit that could end up resulting in tragedy? You know, suddenly a whole bunch of folks who might not otherwise listen to you are listening to you. So the key is deciding. Do you want to actually get something done or do you want to feel good among the people you already agree with? And if you want to get something done in democracy in a country as big and diverse as ours, then you've got to be able to meet people where they are. Now, I, this is interesting because Barack Obama is far from uh, Mr. Unity. I mean, he he ripped police. Remember that time? Beergate, where he sat back and had a beer with a cop who arrested some sort of professor or whatever that guy was. And basically blamed him. And then when you had that fat kid over in St. Louis who assaulted the police over officer and got shot, um, he was the one that said, well, this could have been my kid, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. This is why he's right. And this is why people are voting Republican in mass numbers, including people of color. Trump received the highest number of black vote in the election in 50 years, almost at 20%. He received the highest number of Hispanic vote in 50 years at over 30%. I think it's probably closer to 40% once the election is complete. Well, we can't really trust the election statistics because uh, election statistics seem to be kind of iffy this year. Because people of color on the police for protection are uh, it, because people of color believe that the police are for protection against wait for it wait for it criminals we've talked about all of the criminals that have made, been made into heroes since i guess march or april including george Fly, floyd and brianna taylor i'm not going to justify what happened to george floyd i think darren chauvin was wrong in what he did um, and he's in jail for it. Is it? He's gonna face charges for it. 
Is it a sign of systemic racism? Is it even a sign of racism? To me, it looks like he was just a bad cop, poorly trained, probably had a bad day. But he's in jail right now, right at this very moment, for it. And that just proves there's no systemic racism, which is what everyone seems to love to bring up. To use iffy confrontations between police and criminals is not a reason enough to just take money away from the police. And most of the people in this country don't want that. But we are talking about the left. We're not talking about normal people. After the interview, Ilhan Omar, another genius, tweeted, and notice these people always tweet, they never really talk to anybody, quote, we lose people in the hands of police. It's not a slogan, but a policy demand. And centering the demand for the equitable investments and budgets for communities across the country gets us progress and safety. I'm not exactly sure what she means by and centering the demand for equitable investments and budgets has to do with defunding the police, but except that whatever little money you take from the police, she wants invested into, I guess equitable investments, I, I don't know. Rashida Tlaib, also another genius, said, Rosa Parks was vilified and attacked for her civil disobedience. She was targeted. It's hard seeing the same people who uplift her courage attack the movement for black lives that want us to prioritize health, funding of schools, and ending poverty rather than racist police systems. Okay, but when Rosa Parks was around, we actually did have systemic racism. The reason Rosa Parks was arrested sitting at the front of a bus was because of systemic racism, and that's why she got arrested. Rosa Parks, um, Martin Luther King never said we should get rid of the police. So this is complete idiocy. And notice both of them have said priorities, health, funding of schools, ending poverty. That's not going to happen because every individual has capacity including black people. Black people have capacity too. Some can succeed. Some may not be able to succeed. Ayanna Presley, just to create, just to round out the squad, we didn't hear from AOC, but she didn't really tweet anything. Uh, the murders of generations of unarmed black folks by police have been horrific. Generations of murders, huh? Yeah, there haven't been generations of murders. Lives are at stake daily, so I'm out of patience with critiques of the language of activists. She's an activist. And by the way, let's not forget, less than 300 pe black people were killed by police in 2019. This stuff just, out of 350 million confrontations, this stuff just doesn't happen. They're over-exaggerating the actual issue. Derek Chauvin was an issue, but Derek Chauvin was bad policing. It was hardly racism. She continues, whatever a grieving family says is their truth. And this drives me crazy. There's no such thing as their truth. It's truth or it's not truth. I, when everyone say, this is my truth, that, what does that mean? Do you have a truth or do you not have a truth? What a grieving family whose feeling is not truth. I'm sorry, it's not. What they say is not truth. I'll tell you what, I could listen to the brothers of people who were killed by police who were trying threatening police. That's not truth. Their truth is we want money from 
the government. So I hate that term. Don't ever use it with me. And I'll never stop fighting for the justice and healing. Finally, uh, Missouri Democrat Cory Bush tweeted, With all due respect, Mr. President, let's talk about losing people. We lost Michael Brown Jr. Okay, Michael Brown Jr. was... Michael Brown was actually performing a strong-arm robbery 15 minutes before he attacked a police officer and got shot by a police officer. It was a good shoot. And do you know who else said it was a good shoot? The police department and the courts. IAB said it was a good shoot. Meanwhile, everyone forgets that uh, the police officer involved in the Michael Brown case actually got, actually had his eye dislocated. No one talks about that. We don't want to talk about that. Brianna Taylor. We lost Brianna Taylor. There's another one. Brianna Taylor was shot by accident after her boyfriend got out of bed and started shooting at the police officers. One of the police officers was actually hit. The police officers started returning fire. She got hit. And contrary to what Black Lives Matter and what the leftists say, Brianna Taylor was not in bed when she got shot. She was actually up. The only, again, that was considered a good shoot, and it should be considered a good shoot only because one police officer was actually injured. The only police officer who's facing charges is a guy who just unloaded his gun, and it had nothing to do with Breonna Taylor and her boyfriend. It had to do with endangering the people in the next apartment over because he shot through the wall. Uh, so, Breonna Taylor, let's, let's not be crazy. We're losing our loved ones to police violence. It's not a slogan. It's a mandate for keeping our people alive. Defund the police. So who mandates this? Who's mandating this? I love hearing the story of this is a mandate. I mean, you're hearing it from Biden left and right. Biden's election was not a mandate by any stretch. He's not even elected yet. But who mandated defunding the police? Antifa? Black Lives Matter? Leftist kooks? The reality is Barack Obama said, this is stupid. We shouldn't defund the police. A lot of Democrats say, Joe Biden said, we shouldn't defund the police. A lot of progressives. Nancy Pelosi won't even talk about it. This is where the Democratic Party is going to have a really hard time in 2022. It's because the left cannot stop being insane and hate 75% of the people in this country. Nothing reasonably said, even from their own, that goes against the leftist narrative, can be accepted. It's already cost the Democrats seats in the House. It probably is going to cost them the Senate. And I can't wait until Biden says something that they, the left doesn't agree with, because he's already said things they don't agree with. So uh, buckle your seatbelts for this next four years. This last story is great, and I'm gonna I, I I I'm gonna take this from a different direction because I'm so tired of trying to convince people that transgenders are not victims or anything like that. They're just a bunch of sick people. So I'm just going to take this from a different direction. So Juno Star, uh, probably the only movie she's ever made, Ellen Page announced a tr a transgender identity, her new transgender identity, new pronouns. And the name changed to Elliot on Tuesday, for which she got just congratulated uh, by 
everybody around her. So here we go. And by the way, I, I'm not going to go over the congratulations. I mean, just she's brave, beautiful, courageous, blah, blah. That's what they say. So on Twitter, she actually wrote this letter. I've got time, so I'm going to read the entire letter. Hi, friends. I want to share with you that I am trans. My pronouns are he and they, and my name is Elliot. First off, he and they, they is, it's he and him. It's not he or they. They is a plural pronoun. Him is a singular pronoun. So here's my thing. She obviously doesn't know how to read because she doesn't know English. Anyone who says you refer to him as they, I won't do it. It's stupid. But anyway, let's continue. Maybe I should. I For this argument here, I should. I feel lucky to be writing this. Why? Why does she feel lucky to be writing this? To be here. To have arrived at this place in my life. Okay. I feel overwhelming gratitude for the incredible people who have supported me along this journey. I can't begin to express how remarkable it feels to finally love who I am enough to pursue my authentic self. I've been endlessly inspired by so many in the trans community. Thank you for your courage, your generosity, your ceaselessly working to make the world a more inclusive and compassionate place. I will offer whatever support I can and continue to strive for a more loving and equal society. By the way, I just want to point something out. <clears throat> she doesn't say whether she's going to get her junk mutilated. Mm, chances are she's probably not. Maybe she will. I don't know. But, okay, we'll continue on. I also ask for patience. My joy is real, but it is also fragile. The truth is, despite feeling profoundly happy right now and knowing how much privilege I carry, I am also scared. I am scared of the invasiveness, the hate, the jokes, and of the violence. Then why is she writing this letter? Why would she write this letter if she's scared of all that stuff? I mean, just the stupidity here. Uh, she's not scared of it. She's going to get the intention. She's going to get the attention, and people are going to fawn over like they did on Twitter. So it is whatever. Uh, the violence. I, I love that, too. When was the last time you heard of a trans person getting beaten up? I, I can't remember either. It doesn't happen. It's bullshit. To be clear, I am not trying to dampen a moment that is joyous and one that I celebrate, but I want to address the full picture. The statistics are staggering. The discrimination towards trans people is rife, insidious, and cruel, resulting in horrific consequences. In 2020 alone, it had been reported that 40 trans pe uh, transgender people have been murdered. The majority were black or and Latinx trans women. I'd like to see exactly where they came up. What statistics? Name them. Because last I checked, a lot of the trans people were murdered by other trans people and other gay people. Sorry, that is a fact. There aren't, you know, there aren't a lot of uh, hillbillies that are going out and dragging trans people by a trailer hitch. That's just not happening. To the political leaders who work to criminalize trans health care and deny our right to exist, and to all those with a massive platform who continue to spew hostility towards the trans community... You have blood on your hands. I'm sorry, I'm missing something. Um, who did what now? When was it illegal to be a trans? 
uh, we have blood on your hands. I don't care for trans people. I don't care. You want to be trans. I just think you're sick. I never done. I've never done anything with a trans person. So I don't know what she's talking about. Again, this is this is the bullshit the left actually does. They make something out of absolutely nothing. I'll continue. You unleash a fury of vile and demeaning rage that lands on the shoulders of the trans community. A community in which 40% of trans adults report attempting suicide. 40% of a trans adults attempt suicide because they realize they made a mistake and they were never happy. They were all mentally ill. It's not because people are condemning trans people. It's because trans people begin to realize this is something that's been recorded. For It's true. 40% of trans people do commit suicide. They commit suicide because they become depressed. Because they realize that the happiness they thought they were going to have mutilating their genitals didn't work out. And they become depressed and they kill themselves. So blaming people who don't really give a sh darn that you're a trans person, you decide to wear a dress, is or we look at them because, God, they look kind of weird. You can't walk up to a trans person and say, why are you dressed like that? This is not a thing that happens in today's world. But they want to make it. Enough is enough. You aren't being canceled. You are hurting people. I am one of those people. And we won't be silent in the face of your attacks. Whatever. I love that I'm trans and I love that I'm queer and the more, and we're going to get into that. And the more I hold myself close and fully embrace who I am, the more I dream, the more my heart grows and the more I thrive to all trans people who deal with harassment, self-loathing, abuse, and the threat of violence. Every day I see you, I love you, and I will do everything I can to change this world for the better. Thank you for reading this. Oh, my love, Elliot. Do you know what I think about this whole thing? What a little narcissistic sociopath. This was a bitch who sat back and on television started crying because that idiot in San in Chicago, the gay guy, I can't remember his name because I just don't care, uh, faked a hate crime against a gay man. She cried on television and then didn't bother apologizing to all the Trump apologists who this guy, accused of beating him, didn't apologize to all the Trump apologists in the world. She basically condemned 180 million people in the country. That the reason, Jesse Smollett is his name, the reason Jesse Smollett got beaten up and had a, a noose made out of twine hung around his neck is because of all the Trump supporters. And then we found out it was all bullshit and fake. She never apologized to the Trump supporters. She condemned on television. This woman is an absolute sociopath. But I don't care about any of this. Let's get to my point. I think it's simple virtue signaling. I don't think she's going to have a tra she's going to have surgery to make herself into a man. I think it's bullshit. The direction the left wants everyone to go is what she's trying to signal. And I'm good with it. Intersect now. Let's let's go over some things because this is going to be important. Intersectionally, intersectionality believes that groups define your victim class. Victim class. If one is a part of a certain group, black, gay, transgender, etc., they are a victim of some way. An example is that a black lesbian belongs to three victim groups, and she has more grievances and moral authority than me 
because I'm a straight white male, and because I'm a straight white male, I do not belong to any of the chosen. But they also want us to accept that men can be women, and women can be men. Okay, now let's talk about the absolute hypocrisy. Let's play logic, and let's skip science. Let's forget that, let's assume, let's go with the leftist. Um, sex is malleable, you can change it at any time. You're assigned sex at birth, okay, and it can be changed. Um, it's funny, but the left will use science to make themselves victims, but will skip science for everything else. So let's, let's take a look at some things. Ellen Page is a white lesbian woman. She meets two categories of victim, woman and lesbian. It doesn't matter that she's worth $10 million, $15 million. I don't know why she'd be worth that much. She hasn't done much. She has decided to be a man. Now, if she's decided to be a man, that makes her a trans... Gender, male, lesbian? If we accept this, she, sorry, he, belongs to three victim groups. Lesbian, woman, and transgender. Transgender man. Oh, wait. I just said gender is malleable. It can change. So a man can be a woman. There's no such thing as a transgender man. It's only you're a man or a woman. We're taking science out of this. Okay, we're taking science completely out of it. So she's not a she because she said she is a he. So he is a he. Elliot likes women. So he's not gay. And because he's a man, he's straight. Elliot is white. So he's not a person of color. That makes Elliot a straight white male that belongs to no victim group, and in the eyes of identity politics and intersectionality and the science, he has the same moral authority that I do as a straight white male. He can't say he's transgender because a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man. Being transgender assumes that a transgendered male was a female. Do you get what I'm getting at here? You can't have it both ways. You can't say you belong to the victim group of transgender male if you believe that a man, a woman can be a man. In other words, it totally blows out the fact that you can even have transgender men. There's no such thing. You're either a man or a woman. You were a woman. You chose to be a man. Transgender is the process. You are now a man. Period. End of story. This is the problem with the left, intersectionality, and identity politics. One has to ignore reason and science for this to work. That's because Ellen Page, or she can call herself Elliot, that's fine, people change their names all the time, is and will always be a woman. That's science. Ellen Page will never get a woman pregnant. Ellen Page likes women, makes her a lesbian who wants to act like a man. And she decided to call herself a man, which she isn't. Do you see the problem of leftist reasoning? Do you see the ignorance of science from the left? Do you see the hypocrisy? 
we should actually really have discussions like this because the left's bullshit is so easy to argue out. So as far as I'm concerned, Elliot is nothing but a straight white man. And guess what? Congratulations, Elliot. Welcome to my world. You are nothing. You are not a victim. You're absolutely nothing. And your sociopathic, narcissistic bullshit that you released on Twitter doesn't change any of those facts. Okay. I, I love that part. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can follow me on Parlor at Dumbasses Talking Politics, one word. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. You can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com where you can see all of my links, graphics, videos, and show notes. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>